What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats on the Out of Collective Network. My name is John Kroom. If you haven't already, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review as it helps us out quite a bit. But anyways, let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode with God's greatest influencer, Mr. Adam X. He's also one of the podcast hosts on the Out of Collective Network for the podcast, The Pursuit. So be sure to check that out. I think that comes out on Tuesdays. But anyways, let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode. We sit down and we chat about podcasting, what it's like pretty much, you know, living on the road and doing content for a living. And uh, yeah, how it's not all it's cracked up to be. And sometimes it's a really hard job and really hard thing to get into. But anyways, please sit back, relax and enjoy the episode. But first, let's hear a quick message from the sponsors and back for another episode is 686. Guys, if you haven't already checked out 686, they make some of the best cool, uh, best ski gear on the market and uh, hopefully I can get my new jacket as well as uh, new bibs from them this year. But uh, they have this whole new NASA themed uh, ski suit that you gotta check out. So be sure to go check them out, uh, 686.com. We'll put a link down in the description below. And new to the podcast is Deuter. Guys, Deuter makes some of the coolest bags that you can use for hiking, cycling, uh, your day-to-day life, all that kind of cool shit. So make sure you go check out Deuter. We'll put a link down in the description below where you can get yourself a new backpack, a new bag, uh, kind of get yourself and your style game up. That's Deuter, uh, D-E-U-T-E-R. Go check them out online. Also, Function Wear. Guys, if you uh, haven't already, please make sure you go check out Function Wear. They've been sponsoring the podcast for quite some time. But uh, yeah, the face mask thing isn't really a thing anymore. But uh, you definitely should go check out Function Wear because they got some of the coolest face masks that you can probably get. Uh, by face masks, I'm talking about like the little neck gator tube thingies. Uh, you should definitely go check them out. That's my huge thing that I'm all about with Function Wear. But uh, I'm pretty sure they're made in Colorado too. So yeah, be sure to go check out FunctionWear.com. Uh, we'll put a link down in the description below. Other than that, that's enough of me blabbering. Let's just uh, sit down and listen to Adam X blabber some more. Fuck yeah, this is going to be sick. I was spicy last night, so you blew it. A buddy of mine showed me this. Do you have a cool intro like that, dude? Dang, dude. Is, no. Is it that, that a flex? That's pretty sick, I'm huh? I'm so mad. I need that flex. I mean, I could make one. Well, I was watching one of your podcasts and I saw you had the you were doing the drip video. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to see how this works. And I was like, that motherfucker just upload a video and then just play it before the stream. And sure enough, I could just play my pod. Yeah, right before the stream. It, it's actually really slick and it makes your guests feel important. Mm. But we did it live on YouTube. That's why we did it, because it was like, oh, let's actually because uh, I got bullied into going live on YouTube by Jess the Maker, which was like the best. Yeah. Um, she was like so amped to be. I asked her to be on the show and I was like super amped to have her. And then she's got a huge following on Instagram and TikTok. And she's like, I'm going live Tuesday, 10 a.m. And I was like, we are not going live. But then I like called Ethan and was like, hey, we got to go live because she keeps telling everyone going live. So we're going people, live. People love that shit. Like just like going live, like going live. And yeah, it was fun. <laughs> It was like a neat experiment on YouTube and we didn't have like, obviously they weren't like thousands of listeners on YouTube live at 10 o'clock, like central yeah. time on a Tuesday, but it was cool. And it like showed that we had the capacity to do it and it was fun. And Jess was really good, which helps like yeah. she was prepared to be live. So that was, it was great. All right. Well, enough of, enough of us just blabbering about our shows. Let's talk about who the fuck you are and why you're even on this podcast but i, I definitely want to i would definitely want to dive into who is adam x who is the adam x the god what is it god's greatest influencer god's favorite influencer god's favorite influence. yeah uh he's just a giant gimmick and he's been doing it for a long time he's going to continue to do it no i my <laughs> are you talking about yourself in third person <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mr adam x is the third person yeah. uh he it's gonna be third person the whole time, <laughs> dude. Savage, dude. I don't know. I don't know when I would just be like, all right, dude. I gotta fucking re-record now because you just talked in third person the whole time. <laughs> well, I, like, I didn't pick Mister Adamax to be God's favorite influencer. So, like, that's that's, that's how it got. Yeah, the life chose you, mate. Yeah, it really did. Um, my background is in photography. That's what I did for fifteen years. Still continued to do it. 
And with that comes Instagram, TikTok, all that rubbish. And I'm not that good at it. And that's why I think it's like the funniest thing. So now I've been like purposely trying to be the opposite of good at it and almost just trolling everyone. Yeah. But I think everyone's in on the joke and it's been really fun and exciting. And then I don't I have no idea. Like people, I had this conversation yesterday. Like people are like, who are you? And I'm like, I don't know. Like I ran into somebody from high school and they're like, I'm an engineer. And I was like, oh, I don't have that answer. Like yeah. I still do photos. Uh, I've done event management for 10 years. Everything from hucking cones on an Ironman course to rolling out barricades off a truck at the Boston Marathon to announcing and DJing color runs. Like if it's an event with people, I've done it. Well, it's funny. It's funny that you say that because I said that we weren't going to talk about this, but now I have to talk about this just because you 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 said that it's like i feel like with you i tell you about something and you're in the greatest way do not take offense to this i love it when i have to start something like that but in the greatest way it's like i tell you something in excitement and i'm like yo dude i think i got this opportunity with sailing and you're like oh i fucking worked with sail gp like and i'm like are you shitting me like it's like you've had every hat known to man and so now it's like iron man and you know, skiing, mountain biking, you know, you've kind of done it all. And so how do you find yourself? I guess it's always funny. And and you correct me if I'm wrong. But you know, when you tell people like what you do for a living, and you don't really know how to explain what you do for a living, and you explain it to somebody, man, you really live the dream. And you're just like, what the fuck? Like, I just kind of do it. Like, what do you mean? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's and obviously everyone just sees the good sides. Like, oh, you work for Iron Man. I'm like, yeah, Iron Man, you get up at one in the morning and <laughs> yeah. you get in a truck with six of your closest friends and you're closing down, you know, New York City. Like every one of those streets has to be closed. They did a New York City marathon or Iron Man once, I think, yeah. one year. Um, but like every one of those city streets has to be closed. And if you've ever closed down the city of like New York City, it's not that cool, but it looks cool on paper. That's probably why they only and, did it once. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was a nightmare. Uh, but it's, I think I'm just like a jack of all, master of none. Yeah. And a really long time ago, not really long, I'm not that old, but my friend's dad, I was like, he was. he's one of those people. He's just like master of all, but like master of none or like jack of all, master of none. You know, you could just, yeah. like, how do you know how to do everything? And this was like being a handyman. Like I have vans. I've built vans. I've lived in school buses. I was like, how do you know how to do this? And he was like, all right, think of every person you know that's a mechanic or is a roofer or is a handyman. And these are all like hands-on things, right? And I was like, okay. And he's like, what do they all have in common? And I was like, I have no, I don't know. Like I'm in high school. I have no idea what you're talking Where are you going here? He's like, <laughs> where's the all... <laughs> They're all fucking morons and you're a moron too. And I was like, I am a moron. (laughs) Thank you. And that like, that was like the pivotal moment. And like, I can do anything like it, when it comes to like handyman and logistic, like clearly like I am not a NASA engineer. Like those are very specific, but like when it comes to building vans or like being like, it's wood, you work with it. It's very, you tell it what to do and you manipulate it in certain ways. And like, sure you make mistakes, but like, it's not rocket science. Well, it's funny you say that because literally I, you know, I've been working with this guy for the last few days and we've been talking about how like to fit in this new job thing that we're doing. And, uh, he's like, man, it's, it's, it's really not that complicated. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, he's like, think about it. Like if you were a surgeon, right? Like you just have to cut it open, move a flat back, make sure that you do whatever you need to do in there and make sure it's right. And then you just pull the flat back and then you sew it up and it's done. Like anybody can do heart surgery. And like the moment he said that, I wanted to smack the shit out of him. But then at the same time, I'm thinking to myself like, fuck, can I, can I do heart surgery? And that's pretty much what you're pretty much saying to me is that we're all morons but it's like if you know what you're doing you eventually can figure it out yeah and i think what i like i love telling that story 
because I, I do believe it. And it like, I've told all of my friends that when they ask me to help them build a van, like, how do you know how to do this? I'm like, you're a moron too. Like, trust me, like, we got this. Yeah. But I think it's just never be, and this is very hard and I still do it and I still struggle with it, but like always be a student and that's fucking cliche and lame. But like, there are things that my four-year-old niece can teach me about what's that stupid bluey i don't give a shit about bluey but she knows way more information than i know about bluey what the fuck's bluey? so like i can bluey's like a really dumb kid show oh is it like uh the blues clues version like the less like rapey version of blues clues i don't know it's yeah it's just like they're <laughs> like six minutes long they're owned yeah. by disney plus or disney Got and it. there are probably 500 episodes like they just print them out and put them on like it doesn't Jesus end Christ. <laughs> and, right but my whole point is like here i am this 36 year old adult who knows everything and my four-year-old niece can teach me something whether or not i care about what she's teaching me is irrelevant but yeah. she knows something i know yeah yeah and when you not think like that and you know you get it with age you get older and you and i'm not this old crotchety man but like there's an 18 year old punk and it's like, maybe this guy can teach me and it's really hard to do and hard to. So I try to do it when I, when I did do the events, which I try not to anymore, but they still pop up. I'll be in New York city next week for the marathon. And like <laughs> someone doesn't know how to use ratchet, ratchet straps, right? Like yeah. they're really simple, but like people are scared. They don't know how to use a ratchet strap. So I try to be the guy to like, listen, I'll never be mad at you for not knowing how to do something, but I will be annoyed if you don't ask me how. And I yeah, tell yeah. them that in the beginning, learn, and then they'll teach me something. And it's, I, I don't know. It seems so simple, like being a student forever, but it's just like the heart surgeon thing. Like it's that guy knows how to do that or a girl knows how to do that because that's what they've done. And like, if someone taught me how to do that, it's more complex than that. But like, I could probably figure it out. I could probably do isn't it. Isn't that isn't that crazy to think about though? You know what I mean? Like it's and so it's funny because like, you know, my wife sat me down and it's like we're like having this conversation about work and being and I think this is where I want kind of want this podcast to go. Is like you're sitting in a van, I'm sitting in Florida. Like you're what you said you're 36. 36. 36 years old. I'm 29. And it's like, I've barely ever walked into an office. You've, it looks like you've barely ever walked into an office. And it's like, Never. whenever, whenever I tell somebody what I do for a living, it's hard for me to be like, yeah, this is what I do because I don't really know what I do because like, I could be like, yeah, I'm a professional athlete. I get paid to do that. And then, oh, okay. Yeah. I also podcast. I get paid to do that. Oh, I also coach. I, I get paid to do that. And so like, I wear 10 different hats and and that's how I'm able to do 10 different things. But um, I don't know what I do. And so, but the cool thing is, is when people are like, well, how do you do it? And it's like, well, fuck, I, I don't know. I just like, it's kind of like how you decided you were going to work in marketing or, you know, in finance, you know, you went and applied and got a job and started showing up to work every day. It's like, I have to record these episodes and jump on <laughs> and and yeah. schedule it and like do it every day like it's just like i don't know what the fuck to tell you man like <laughs> it, yeah it is really i did work a nine to five for like a year fresh out of college i went to college got my bachelor's degree in economic crime investigation and technology what the fuck oh, is that like just exactly. like like catching people that like uh that like money launder or something y yeah it was like again i'm older so like that was i graduated in 2008 so like yeah economic CSI was crime. Really big then. yeah CSI but that was, was really like the then. thing like you know i have a associates in criminal justice and it was like okay Sick. great but i didn't you know it was so i did that which most people don't know like i went to college I, because people are like you didn't even go to college so you don't know i'm like i had crippling debt i paid it all like i did all that and then i worked for an environmental company for a year i was like i'm yeah. gonna do good I, it was fine but it wasn't for me like I started, yeah. in the, I didn't even work for a year. I worked in spring till like ski season. And I was like, I got to get out of here. I got laid off for the winter, which was perfect. And then came around next year and I was like, I'm done. I can't do this. 
but I think it's just like anything. Like you have to, you have to work. You have to make money some yeah. way, shape, or form. And there were summers that like I had to roof, and like roofing sucks. But roofing to me for a weekend was way cooler than me clocking in every day and every night because I knew I couldn't do that. I couldn't go work a nine to five. So I just sure. adapted and evolved. And like, now it seems cool. I mean, I'm in a van, which some people are like, that's sick. But like, I always say I'm in a van by choice. Like, yeah, I could buy a house. Like I'm not poor anymore. I'm not rich yeah. by any means, but like I'm, I make a living wage that most 36 year olds make but yeah. bust my ass to get here and it's it is fun but it there's is a crazy i think it is crazy to talk about that like how it kind you kind of like it's not like it happened overnight where the podcast was making money it's not like i became a professional athlete and just started making money it's not like uh i started coaching and i had a you know stool full of athletes like it's it's one of those things where it's like it just, it, while it is cool, it is awesome. And it's, you know, just like, I can't go apply for that finance job that you went to school for four years to learn how to do and got whatever fucking certifications. Like it's like the crazy thing is, is I think it's almost as easy as applying and going to school it, but it's probably sometimes the same amount of time. And every once in a while, like you get lucky and you hit that stride. And like, next thing you know, you're, you know, you are getting ads on your first four episodes of your right. podcast. Like, you know, I don't know, like, but, but around about like, it's, it's kind of what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. But, you know, I mean, even from you, you know, when you're trying to do this, like we're working, you know, 12, 15, 20 hour days. And sometimes we eat, sleep and breathe content and podcasting and booking and scheduling. Sometimes we record like six of these in a day sometimes we have a full day off and we can go ski surf do whatever like it's it's just kind of like how we have it set up but yeah i i don't i i guess it's a funny thing and like when did you decide like like did you ever think like oh yeah yeah, yeah. like i'm gonna make a living off this because like when i started the podcast that wasn't my impression is like oh yeah like i'm gonna i'm gonna you know this is what's going to kind of pay my bills. Like, this is what's going to do my thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I still have no idea. So like, I'm yeah. How I got into the podcast thing is different than how you got into it. So I was a guest on the out of bounds show. Yeah. Episode 69. There's only one and it's mine. Fuck. fuck yeah. yeah. I'm coming on 420. I'm saying yeah, it now. You I should. <laughs> I got 69. <laughs> But like I came on as a guest, same thing. Yeah. Jabber was growing. So like I was, I'm a big fish in a small pond when it comes to like our little like ski the East. Like I'm not a pro skier, but I've been in a van for a long time. So I have like a shtick or a gimmick and I like to think I can talk. I'm personable. So whatever. Jabber asked me to go on. I drive two hours out of my way, which Jabber thought was like crazy, but like to go to the studio, he's like, this guy's going to come here. And I was like, yeah, I'm, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. Cause I, one, I want it to crush. Like I want it to be good. And in person's always better if you can do it. And the out of bounds thing wasn't what it is now, but anyways, I was a guest. And then like a year later he was like, Hey, I think I want to add a show. Do you want to host your own show? And I was like, yep. Like, no questions asked. And then literally two weeks later, I had a podcast. Wow. And I had no fucking clue what I was doing because Jabber didn't help with that, which I tried to get him to help a little more with the podcast we now bring on. Yeah. And, but there is no real way to do it other than just take the hits, right? Like, do you remember yeah. your first episode? And Absolutely. Like, night and day i remember i was three beers deep because i was really nervous and it was also covid um but yeah it was like i was trying not to be formal but then i was also like trying to be cool and like nonchalant and so like it definitely was like me trying not to be staged but only staging myself if that makes sense so like i had this like whole list of questions and now i don't even like have a list of questions like i just we just go on we chat 
we see what happens, see how it flows. And like, I have an idea of what I want to talk about with each individual, but like even my audio, I think I did it off of like, um, I think I had a USB mic. I might've had a USB mic cause I was like, Oh, if I'm going to fucking do this, I'm going to do this right. Um, but the USB mic is just like the same situation I'm dealing with this focus, right? Where I had to like contort it in a certain way. Yeah, you so, like, <laughs> yeah, so the cord doesn't oh, fall out. It's hard. My first one. Yeah. I had all these questions, but then I found I'm not having a conversation because I just have all these questions. So now I do yeah. bullet. Points. That's what I do. So if I get lost, I always have something to come back to. And I just keep the bullet points up on my screen. Like if we, you know, sometimes it ends and you're like, Oh shit. I'm like, what about this? And then they start rolling and that's great. Yeah, I was fortunate that my first guest was like fully media trained, knew how to talk, knew it was my first one. Like he held my hand through the whole thing. He interviewed you with while interviewing. No, he, just, <laughs> he just knew where we were going and took it and did, and yeah. just kind of let me say a couple things, but like, my words versus his words on that first step, like he spoke so much more than me. And now I find like, it's more of a 50 50. Like it's a, we have a, com I have a conversation with my guest and that's what I hope to have. And you can't predict all your guests and it's really, it, so it sounds like we're complaining about podcasts, but like, no, you're no, on, no, you're on a blind date with someone. Yeah. And you're trying Depending to get, on who it is. Right. Like, yeah i mean like because you just never know how it's gonna go dude like there's some of those podcasts where you think like there's some of those podcasts where you're like this is gonna be fucking epic like it's gonna it's gonna crush the internet and you get on there and it's like pulling teeth to get answers out or like it just like the vibe is off and it's whether it's me whether it's them i don't like i don't know but like yeah. you can just you can just like a podcast that you expect to go an hour long turns into 15 minutes and some that don't even get how many podcasts have you not released three three i have two and one of them one of them is like the guest was like please don't release that like or no yeah two both of them the guest was like please don't release that and one of them one of them was like uh had to do with like crit beef stuff so like it was very very controversial and then the individual got beat that like next week Whoa. and so yeah and he, he was just like yeah don't put it out because it was just like a mad trash talk and this was when i was doing like and this is why i actually record the week of usually to try to to try to keep it relevant because of that episode where it just kind of threw my whole game off but yeah, uh it's hard i try to have three four in the queue because it makes my life easier it makes it more oh, of it a does. job for me as far yeah. as like if I treat it like deadlines, it can be, and it is a job. And that's the hardest thing to like convince people, which I don't have to convince anybody, but people yeah. are like, you just do this. And I was like, okay, you go. And this is again, a woe is me, but like, we've hit the point where we're like interviewing pretty top tier athletes, talking to their yeah. agents, talking like amazing. That's the pinnacle of podcasting, but like, we're still doing it. Like you don't have anyone scheduling for you or booking for you. And then no. they reschedule and they are like, oh, we have, he has seven minutes or she has eight minutes. I'm like, eight minutes. What the hell are we going to do? With eight minutes. And you're like, it is a job. Every podcast yeah. takes between schedule. I tried figuring this out between scheduling, recording, and um, editing, releasing, probably have four to six hours into it. Like per episode. Yeah, probably. When you really, which isn't crazy time, but like, they're all like blips. It's not like I can just sit down and be like, all right, I'm gonna knock this out. It's like, Oh, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes here. I'm at, you know, I'm at dinner with my girlfriend and it's like a DM that I've been waiting for from an athlete. I'm like, Oh shit, I got to answer. They're on. I have to answer right now. Like, yeah, yeah. It's those are actually the hardest ones is like, actually that's a good, good kind of segue is like, so you're nine to five, you got your nine to five. Everybody asks me, it's like, well, fuck, I want to do what you do. And you know, you're like, literally you're in a van, like people, people, I think dream of it, but they don't really understand what it's like. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to get at is, uh, the time commitment. It's like, we still work a full-time job, whether or not, you know, my Instagram versus reality says it, you know, I may be, you know, surfing or skiing or, you know, riding my bike all over the world. 
I don't know, but you know, how do you, how do you find that balance? Like when you're out, like even with your friends, you know, like, and, and you just like your, your phone dings and like, bro, you can't even like get off your phone for 10 minutes. Like, man, I haven't been on my phone all day. It just so happened to have ringed for this one moment. And I know it's Saturday at 10 o'clock at night, but I have to answer this so I can get this podcast done. I'm pretty good at putting it away. Yeah. Honestly, when I'm by myself, I'm awful. I am yeah. on my phone. I've been trying to read actually just starting this week. I'm like, okay, start reading again, 10 pages a day. Like that is an obtainable goal. Yeah. 10 pages a day. I broke my streak. I was at three days. I missed yesterday. I'll be back. <laughs> but like, just put your fucking phone down for a minute. And just when I'm by myself, I'm worse when I'm with people. I'm really good at not being on my phone. I'm really but I'm more I'm more asking like the work balance. Like I think people don't understand the work balance. It's like we're like 24/7 on. At least yeah, I am. It rings, like, it rings. But that's how I've always I've always been like that in the professional setting as far as if it rings I have to answer. If I have a bride, like I shot weddings for years. Still do, but like kind of going to the side a little bit. And I remember being on Mount Washington climbing and answering the phone for my and it was my bride she was like freaking out about next weekend and i was like all is good and she like, sounds windy where are you and we facetimed and i was like i am on fucking mount washington like i am mountaineering right now like straight <laughs> up and like i've gotten more weddings from that because she's like this fucking guy gets it like yeah and i think there's something of being present and being available for your clientele and that's what it is it's all our clientele but it does get funny. Like I had a DM last night, someone asking me at like midnight about skis, just like a, a fan, a, a follower. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, fuck, if I don't answer this now, I never will. But then you start the conversation and then you set the precedent of like, I am available at all the midnight. time. So yeah. I try. There is a balance. Yeah. I try to balance it as much as I can. I'm pretty good at walking away if I am like, if we're out to dinner or something, I'm just like, I'm not fucking looking at my phone or someone will text me and be like, like I'm pretty good without having it. And I think that's because I'm in the van so much and like hiking and bike. Like if I'm hiking, I don't check my fucking phone. If I'm riding my mountain bike, like I rarely pull it out for a photo. I've been trying to get better about it actually just to feed the machine. But like, I don't, if I pull my phone out to take a picture, I don't check my texts. If I'm doing yeah. something, like I just won't. Yeah, I found myself. I found myself actually getting in like the uh, the shithole with like, oh yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty good at it. And then the next thing you know, I'm like talking to somebody at ten o'clock at night about scheduling a podcast for the next day. And it's like it's crazy because like you we're working with people all over the world. Like I've had people from the UK. I've had people from Switzerland. I've had like you know people Girona, like all over the world on this podcast and so like trying to set people up for meetings i've done a podcast at 5 a.m like just yeah. to try to i mean what time is it right now? oh you're in florida uh, you're not you're on uh 7 58 so yeah i'm on central time oh, so yeah. yeah yeah so we're knocking we're knocking this out early and honestly that's why i pushed it back 30 minutes because i was like fuck i just need like coffee and to re recollect and like yeah, it's I think I think that's the cool thing about this life is is like, you know, going into like the content and like trying to be a lifetime like cyclist podcast, you know, just adventurer of your on your own on your own time. It's almost like your time is is your job. And so like when you're clocked in, you're clocked in because even when you're out skiing, you're fucking creating content for for out of bounds and out of collective. And it's like, oh, shit, like there's a lot yeah it's it's funny and it's weird and like i'm not a pro skier i'm not a pro athlete by any means i'm a decent skier like i can ski anything but like it's not going to look good on film like there's nothing that i confidently can't really ski in my opinion i've skied a lot of like crazy lines i can pick my way down it i'm an intelligent confident skier hmm, not I'm a not pro that. skier I am not a pro skier. I am not. That's the funniest thing about podcasting is you meet all these people and like, I'm a horrible mountain biker. I love mountain biking. I bike a lot, four or five days a week, but people assume I'm like 
good at it. And like I can get I would through think, it. Yeah. I would think you'd be better than I would be. I don't know. I mean, it would be like I can ride a mountain bike. Like I'm comfortable, but I'm not like some people are just good at mountain biking. Like they like shroud their turns and like big uh, yeah, drops yeah, yeah. and like I can ride a mountain bike. Cross country, great. I'm fine. But yeah. it's funny you meet these people along the way and they think you're because you talk about it all the time that you're like, and I'm like, I'm just here to have fun. But then you get these people who like try to show off for you and you're like, dude, just we're just having fun. Like we're just we're on a bike ride or we're just skiing. Like you don't have to take me to the biggest cliff because I'm just going to ski around it. Like, could I drop that? Probably. But like I'm in the world of like, well, I'm in the world of like, I need to ski tomorrow for kind of my job, but I'm not getting paid to huck cliffs. I'm getting paid to be present. So like yeah. it's a longevity and it's you know I there's not one there's not one cliff I can't ski around in the world here. Like that's like my like you know there's not one fucking bike drop that I can't ride around. Like that's my I'm yeah. fine with I'm totally cool. And that doesn't mean I'm not pushing it and having fun, but like I don't I think it's what I'm saying I guess is it's an interesting thing and I I battle it often with like am I a poser? Am I taking money or equipment from an athlete or am I providing something? I answer all my DMS. I think I educate people on things. I've been shitting on telemark for like the last six weeks and like just destroying telemark skiing. I've had more. What is is telemark skiing just for my cycling crew? So do you really not know what it is? No. Oh, okay, so telemark skiing is like actually the original way of skiing. Your heel isn't locked, so you're still. I got, I got that. It's like cross country skiing, but burlier setup. Is that where they're going down the mountain and they look like they're doing? They're like lunging. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, lunging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So that's telemark skiing. It's way harder. It's way dumber. <laughs> it's just like making skiing way harder. Uh, and I did it for years, and I. And I've just been, but it's this very culty thing. And like, no one can make fun of telemark skiing because every telemark skier like awakens and they're just like mad. But I keep saying I have to build it so I can destroy it. That's just like my gimmick. And it's been funny, but I've had more DMS and more conversations about telemark skiing for people who don't know. And like, there's a couple purists in the telemark world who are like mad at me. And I'm like, yeah. hey, if this works, like I'm arguably shedding more light on telemark skiing in our industry than what's been shed on it in years. And like that's shitty and egotistically uh, like ego of me. But like that's no the whole one point else of content, though, right? Like that's no one else point. is talking about it. So like by me shitting on it, people are talking about it and then they're DMing me. And some people are like, wait till you try it. You don't even know. And I'm like. I'm low key a pretty damn good telemark skier. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. Hoping someone invites me somewhere to snub me, and yeah. then I show up and I'm like, "Do you have rental equipment?" And then I just bury them because that's where my ego will kick in. But I just love the conversations that I'm actually getting to have with these people, even if they're mad yeah. about it. I'm like, "Hey, if we can't joke about this, like, it's all stupid." We spend. Well, do five- you go ahead? Do you guys ever find yourself like getting in trouble with the like? Because here's the thing: I feel like I'm a little outside. Like I'm not outside of the out of collective. I'm pretty in 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 the shit. But you know, like you, it's a bunch of skiers, and then it's me, and it's great. I love it because it's like you guys are super welcoming and helping me. Like even if I'm like, yo, I'm really shitty skier. You're like, oh, we should still go ski together. And I'm like, fuck, I suck. And and so, but like, do you guys find yourselves getting in trouble? Because you guys post some controversial shit. I think people skiing. I think people respect our honesty. Okay. And I and I I had this conversation yesterday on a podcast. There's a difference between being rude and honest. And I think we are very honest in the ski industry and brands, you know, brand heads get in our DMs, but like they know and it's just cuz yeah. they work with that brand at the time. And it's like we are trying to collectively provide a service where our opinion matters so if we tell somebody to go get that ski or that binding and it sucks 
they're going to find out. So we're just telling them ahead of time versus like taking $400 to write a paid review and be like, this is the best thing I've ever used. Like, I think, I think we tow the line of honesty and like we use it. We're users and abusers and like Jabber and I are both 200 pounds plus and we're not the greatest skiers on the planet, but like we destroy our shit mostly because we don't care about it. But that is like a true review. Yeah. So, so have have we ever lost a sponsor off of anything? And we don't have to mention the sponsor, but I was just no, I not off of that. I think our sponsors like it because if we're talking about it again, we've built that thing that if we work with a brand and we answer our DMs, and someone was in my DMs about Rumples, like, dude, they're two hundred bucks. I'm like, yeah. I've on. I mean, I have one right here. And this one I got, I think I got it on Kickstarter, genuinely. Like, they didn't give me this. I bought this on Kickstarter when they started. I either got it on yeah. Kickstarter, <clears throat> excuse me, or I got it in, like, a subscription box. But, like, this thing is seven, six years old. Seven. It's been in my van forever. And this isn't an ad. Like, they're expensive. There's no getting around it. Yeah, That's what it is. We'll give you a code. We'll give you a little deal. That's all we got. But, like. It's good. It works. It's machine washable. They give a shit. They support people who we think are great and need to be supported. And like, I think that shows through, you know, the ad reads are ad reads, but I think it follows up with like our Instagrams and our, you know, like it's people trust us and that doesn't happen overnight. But the second you take a sponsor's money and you just spew shit out your mouth and all your customers trust you and then use it. And it sucks. You lose that. Yeah, we've we've all been there though. It's like I've I had this, and I always go back to this. And even I've had this conversation with sponsors. Like I was sponsored by this sunglasses company, which I won't mention. But like I, and then I had a deal with Oakley where it was like gonna, it was essentially gonna get my foot in the door, but I still had to pay for sunglasses. And I was like, no, I'm like too good for that. And so I went with this other sunglass company. And they gave me like 50 pairs of sunglasses, but like they didn't work like and like you're like, wait, what? Like sunglasses didn't work. The the lenses weren't big enough. So like like the you would get wind drift into the eyes. Yes. And so like it just like didn't work. And so my body and like, you know, if you ride without sunglasses, your like body almost checks itself for it's right. like it knows the impacts coming. But the fact that I had glasses on, it's like my body didn't recognize the fact that um i practically didn't have glasses on and so it was a complete fuckery and that to this day i was like i will now buy product if i have to buy product before you know death to sponsor you know it's like it's it's just not worth it and so yeah i i definitely any of the ad reads we do we all believe in it but um so anyways that all being said what you, what do you have coming up for you man i think like you know it's what ski season i just got off the phone with jabber not too long ago we were chatting ski season and guests and all that cool stuff what do, what do you have going on for you yeah so me uh, i guess i can rope jabber into this as well this is our winter is our busy season that's where we shine the most we are going to try to be it's funny saying we like we're in this power couple um you guys are a power couple but it's trying okay. to be Don't present uh in more ways than one present as in being off our phones but trying to be present at events and like, you know, we're going to be at opening day at Cannon. We want to be there. We want to be the life of the party. We want to be party being on snow and inviting everyone to go skiing, whether you're good or bad or suck or it doesn't matter. Like we want to be at these events, East Coast and West Coast, but mostly East Coast, just like promoting Stoke and just really like, I, why do I go skiing? I go skiing because it's fun. Yeah. And like, I hope that when I put skis on this year. I still like it because I have that. Yeah. Maybe I don't even like this thing anymore that I've based my whole life around. Um, so that's a big one. We will be at snowbound. That's the, I think everyone should go to snowbound. Obviously we work with them, but it's the old Boston ski show. It's at the Boston convention center where it's always been. It got bought by a company. It's now called snowbound, but we don't have these. This isn't a pitch. This is truly what I believe we don't have these type of shows come to the East coast. Yeah. And we have it and there's huge names coming and huge speakers 
And like, you have to usually go out West to see these people in person and see these people speaking. So like, I've always been a fan of, again, learning, uh, Kelly Clark's going to be there. Conrad Anchor's going to be there. Like those aren't names that just come and speak in Boston on the regular. Yeah. Uh, Phil Henderson. So that that's where we'll be. I'll have a mic in my hand. I'll probably be singing. I don't know, some shitty lyrics to some smash Bow song. Um, <laughs> but that's really our goal this year. My goal is to be more places and just ski with people and like continue to grow this out of collective thing. Cause I think we have a great thing. Uh, obviously we have you, we have big stick energy. We just signed Michelle Parker, which is like insane. So it's just growing it and supporting and like keeping everyone happy and continuing growth throughout, I think is the biggest thing, but I'm just going to try to ski a lot, be present and be very extroverted. Are you coming? Uh, you going to come to Colorado and ski with me at all? I think I'll be there. I'm usually there once a year. So yeah, um, the show got changed, so we won't be there for that. But it looks I'm, like my ski months are December and February right now. That's when that's you'll when be there. That's, that's when, when I'll have time. Available. Yeah, December's early. That's scary. What's your home resort? Uh, I mean, I could go to pretty much anything, but I have Vail right now. You're a Vail guy. I mean, I could ski veil. Yeah, I'm going to veil. <laughs> and yeah. so if I, if I, I, I'll tell you once we come off this podcast, why I go to veil. <laughs> but uh, I actually, it's actually really funny and I might get a lot of shit for this. I'm a big monarch guy in Colorado. Yeah. I love, I love monarch. And well, I get shit from it, from the Colorado people. They're like, Oh, go to Breck, go to a basin or like, whatever i actually love monarch because it feels like you know when you watch these films of van life and you're like oh man like it's like the instagram versus reality moment it's like parked right next to the river and you're like oh it looks like it's so clean and it smells so great <laughs> and like yeah like it's not like monarch is that version of the guy that's cooking pancakes out the outside of his mountain waiting for the lifts to open and and then he goes and skis and then he just slams a couple ipa like you can literally ski to the parking lot drink right. some ipas and then go back and keep skiing and nobody cares whereas like you're practically walking through a mall when you like ski breckenridge and it's like a hike and like it's literally just from the parking lot like good parking you're probably a 30 minute walk yeah it's totally there's power in that. I think Taos still has it too. Like you can park your van overnight in the parking lot. I think they might charge like 10 bucks or something, but like it's few it's and sick. far between now. Like I'll pay $10 to park at the base of any place ever. Uh, well, I just think the aesthetic of that, like the, it's, cool. it's like, it's got this like nuisance or the, the, not nuisance. I'm, um, it's got this nuance of like the fact that you can just like, kind of just like roll out, throw the ski bibs on and just like clip in and just <laughs> coast your way to the, to the, to the lift. is just like, so cool. it's we so do, fucking cool to me. We should do an out of collective ski trip. That's what we should do. Like rent an Airbnb, get everyone out there and team bonding. Team bonding. We'll see how much yeah. money to blow in December. Yeah. There goes the show budget we were just chatting about, but like, yeah, like I think, yeah, this, well, I have an Epic pass and I have that and I'll explain, explain why once we get off this, but, um, more or less, like I think I've only used it once in the time that I had it because I literally just skied Monarch all yeah. the time when I it's had it. Cause I don't ski often. Don't, people get mad about everything. Like you're also just stuck, not stuck, but you're wherever you live is what you're going to kind of ski. Like yeah. That's like you're, you're a creature of your own environment. So if you're surrounded by Epic resorts, like you're going to get an Epic pass. So I, I'm so tired of like the Epic icon hate and Jabber does a lot of it. And I'm like, I'm over it. Um, I have an, I have an icon and a mountain collective. It's just, I would walk uphill every day if I could, but sometimes it goes into like meeting people and like, I'm not going to pay $200 for lift tickets. So I just buy the icon ahead of time and I'm done. But it's, I don't know. Skiing is supposed to be fun. Mountain bikes are supposed to be fun. And I think we are somewhat part of the problem. 
by talking about it all the time, but like it's just fun. At the end of the day, like throw all the crap away. Like we're just sliding down snow with our friends, making new friends. There's people I've never met across the country that I consider my friends purely because we slide down snow on two pieces of wood. Yeah. No, that's and sick, dude. I think that I think that's sick. Yeah, it's crazy. So, but anyways, man, I don't want to keep you all morning. I got one more question for you and you know where this is going. Cause I know you love my podcast and you wait for it to release every Thursday. If you could have a cup of coffee with one individual dead or alive, who would that individual be? And then how would you take your coffee? Coffee would be black, uh, made yeah. by, made by Charlie Rumfola. That's who I would have make my coffee. Okay. What a flex. <laughs> yep, that's the best barista that I've ever had a cup of coffee from. Well, you're the first fucking person to be like, this is who will make my coffee. Yeah, it's important. That's important. I, I, I've had people be like, hey, I want two people at the coffee drinking, but yeah. See, it's funny because the first name that popped in my head when you asked that question is Kurt Cobain. Whoa, that'd be cool. I would have loved to see his headspace or have like huge grudge fan, huge Nirvana fan. Um, and then that, that popped in my head. That's not like my, I don't think that's my Mr. Adam X answer, but that's the name that popped in my head. I think Jimmy chin would be like, that would be a pretty fantastic guy to have a cup of coffee with. Um, Conrad Anchor's always been on that list. I just did a podcast with him, so I'm like, I feel like I've peaked already. Isn't like, that really cool when you can say that? Because there's been a few, like Tail Boss was up there for me. I wanted yeah. to have a cup of coffee, and we literally had a cup of coffee together and did a podcast. It was yeah, like it's it's really neat that that's obtainable. But I think Kurt Cobain is what popped in my head. So I think yeah. that's the truest answer. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Coffee Black. I don't have time for cream or sugar. Uh, and that really came from the van. I know we're trying to wrap this up, but like, no, no, you're good. I don't want cream floating around the van. So well, just start drinking my coffee black and then you just start like having good coffee and then it's not a problem. See, that's so cool that you, that's your reason. My reason is because I was in a toxic fucking culture and it made you fat. And so like we like did or, and on top of toxicity and culture, like, it was kind of like putting ice and scotch. Like you just don't do that with good coffee, right? Like it's right. Like, why, you don't. You shouldn't need milk. It's you shouldn't need sugar. Like it should be brewed well. And it's like, oh, oh, okay. And then that, yeah, <laughs> that's the culture I lived in. So. And I'm just, like, I am my dad in every shape and every way. Yeah, and like, I don't drink. Never drank. That's my thing. My dad drinks. You know, he drinks beer, but like he is like, you know, there's beer snobs. He's like, I will drink anything. Like he is 15 yeah. year old chip still drinking anything he can find. And like Fuck, that yeah. makes him sound really bad. But like he'll have like a fancy beer and like, I don't know, that's fine. But like an OV split is just the same. Like <laughs> and that's how I am with coffee. I'm like burnt 7-Eleven. Great. No problem. Beautiful cup made by Charlie Rumfola. Great. Like I just like coffee. So yeah, that's, yeah. and I think coffee is my, that's my thing. Cause I travel so much. And then like, I buy different beans from all over. Cause I don't get to do that with beer. Like a lot of people travel, yeah. grab beer. I grab coffee. That's like my thing. It's neat. I get to support a little local business and that's that. I think it's good too. Cause like you get to just kind of, you get different flavor you know, from all over. It's like, it's kind of cool to like go to like what people think is their best coffee shop. And like coffee shops are almost like breweries in their own weird way. It's like, That's what I mean. the That's best, I, you know? And it's and so, neat to, yeah, it's an art. They put a lot of time into it and I'm happy. That's an easy way I can support a local business, even if it's 20 bucks uh, when I'm on the road. And it gives me like somewhere to seek out. Yeah. And hang out for sure, man. Well, anyways, Adam, Mr. Adam X, 
God's favorite influencer. Thank you for coming on the podcast, dude. Um, if you guys haven't already, uh, please make sure you go check out Adam X's social media down in the description below. We'll also put a link to his podcast, The Pursuit. He does all the cool ski shit. He does all the cool cycling shit. He does just all the cool shit. And that's kind of where I'm trying to take this podcast eventually is where I'm just interviewing everyone. Uh, that was my whole goal, but we've just somehow stayed in cycling world for a little too long. And so anyways, we're branching out. We're, we're going to see everything, but he's also one of, uh, I guess, would you say cohorts, coworkers? Um, yeah. Friends, co-workers. family. We're, we're, we're one big family at out of collective and, and, you know, we got podcasts coming out Monday, I guess through Friday now, um, you know, with Michelle Parker, right. Does she come out on Friday? No. So it's Mondays out of bounds. Tuesday is big stick energy. And then every other Tuesday is Michelle Parker. So they do, they swap now. Copy. And, and then, so, and then, and then you... pursuit, Thursday is uh, coffee and van chats with John. Whoa, Crow. whoa, 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 whoa. yes dude i need one of those things um and then friday we've been doing i I say we jabber's been doing like a news segment and i think that'll slowly roll into like maybe i'm putting words in in everyone's mouths here but like having a news segment but then like having john croom do the news and having me do the news or tori or renee do the news and it's just kind of like one, it's feeding the machine, feeding the monster. But two, it's like what happened in the ski world this week or cycling world this week. And we're not trying to be TMZ or create. It's just like filling people in on what happened. So, dang, we almost made it. I almost we had a malfunction. We had a malfunction. So, so yeah, the news. We're not trying to be TMZ. I was literally coming back to be like, I'm all about the drama, and then I just censored myself. Yeah, you said, see, that's what we did. We did it on purpose. I, I, I said that over there. No, it's, audio. it's growing. Uh, obviously, we're creating content, doing media, more photos, more events. And it's it's really neat what we're building. And we grew really fast. And now we're trying to keep that growth. But like now we have a good group of humans. And yeah. we need to elevate everybody together. So I think that's what's happening. And I think that's what we're doing and continuing to do. And yeah it's been super fun it's been sick well guys if you're ever around and you're seeing us any any ski mountains any oceans any uh gravel rides any mountain bike things make sure you say hey we'll also put links down in the description below for that but other than that guys we'll see you next time love you peace